Before we dive into this episode on selling your used panties with Dalmarosa of the Panty Selling Podcast, I wanted to share with you two promo codes that Delma has so graciously shared for the Strip Icea audience. She is offering 20% off on all of her courses on pantysellingschool.com with code SIA at checkout and 10% off all purchases on her clothing business, pantygasm.com with code SIA at checkout. She is an incredible resource with a wealth of knowledge on selling these panties and her clothes are super cute for any sex worker out there. Be sure to take advantage while you can. Now, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am over the moon and super delighted and excited to bring on today's guest, but of course I'll introduce myself. I'm Steph Sia, or Kim Chi on stage. <laughs> um, I'm a digital content creator online. I am also a stripper. Find me on stage this month at Shakers and a former sugar baby and I speak about all different I guess aspects of sex work and I am going to be talking to you today about the corner of sex work that is selling used panties which I'm really excited to get into it's something I've never talked about on the show and I'm bringing on pretty much an expert in the field (laughs) who goes by the name of Miss Dalma Rosa Dalma can you say hello Hi, hello. Thank you for having me on the show. You are so very welcome. I am so excited. Delma is the host of the Panty Selling Podcast. She also has a pantysellingschool.com, sex worker Rolodex. We're going to get all into it today. <laughs> We're going to try to get into it all. There's just a lot to talk about this morning yes. and your afternoon. So, because you're joining us from... Scotland. Scotland. Yes. Yeah. Um eight hours ahead of you I think something like that oh yeah yes it's (laughs) it's a lot of time time. yes (laughs) (laughs) so I'm excited to get into things but it's really really funny how we met and I kind of want to share the story because I think it's hilarious yeah Yeah. so we met on reddit we are in like a, um, a subreddit I think I had seen your username and it was something about your username and then beside it says panty selling podcast and I was yeah. like what the heck okay I have to get this person onto the show so I, I messaged you and I'm like you have to come on the show and you're just like really have you seen what the title of my podcast is about <laughs> yeah 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 well like I said to you the reason that I did that was because I get random messages from people emails usually saying I'd love to come on your show or I you know I'd love to have you on my show And I'm like, do you know what my show is about? Like, seriously, you know, because they're just cold calling. They're just like, you know, I'll just send this message to everyone and hope that something sticks. So when I got your message and bear in mind that this was on the actual thread, which was to do with podcast numbers. Yes. And I just assumed like, even though my name is there and it's the panty selling podcast, I was like, there's no way this person knows (laughs) (laughs) what my podcast was about. But then another um, sex worker podcast jumped on the thread as well. So it was like a sex worker podcast convention. It was just the best thing ever. So we absolutely hijacked that thread. (laughs) It was awesome. 
awesome. And that other person was like, oh, but feet fetishes and stuff too. Yeah. And they have a podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a, I don't know, it was like a weird synchronicity that we all came together on the same thread right. at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think is great. But let's just rewind back a little bit. I only know like a little bit about you I mean I since I've met you which is like a week ago I have since then listened to about 20 to 21 of your episodes already I'm hooked on it it's so great even though I have like no experience in panty selling I have sold other items like socks and stuff but I mean it's kind of similar but not there's a lot of overlap and applicable tips and advice that can be applied to any forms of sex work which is Another reason why I love your podcast, it was super, super relatable. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And it's funny because I have actually considered changing the name of the podcast before, although I wouldn't do it now because it's so established, but precisely for that reason, because sure, like that is what it is about in the majority, but it's also, it covers like so many other aspects, you know, to do with just online sex work and, and just life in general. So yeah, I kind of feel like mm, it's maybe not got the right name, but you know, it is what it is and I'm, I'm not going to change it now, but. No, it's great. I, <laughs> I love it. But I just want to say, um, did I give you the correct intro? Because again, I <laughs> was like, yeah, I only know a little no. bit, but if you want to give yourself your own introduction, feel free to go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I mean, literally what you said, I (laughs) became a panty seller a couple of years ago. And from that, I started doing the podcast. And after I'd been doing the podcast for a short while, I then created my website, which is pantysellingschool.com. And more recently, I've created a clothing um, website called Pantygasm. And then just... uh, yeah like literally two or three weeks ago I launched the SW Rolodex which is basically Fiverr for sex workers I don't know if your listeners or even you are familiar with what Fiverr is but it's a freelance yeah freelance job engine and I was like you know and this literally played out on my Twitter a few weeks ago I was like wouldn't it be really (laughs) cool if there was a Fiverr for sex workers, because Lord knows, you know, we need like help with, you know, certain parts of sex work that we're maybe not good at, or we maybe don't enjoy. Definitely. And then I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to make it then. (laughs) So (laughs) I did. And yeah, that's literally just launched as well. So yeah, um, I keep myself busy for sure. Yeah. And it's just exploded. Like, (laughs) it's just mind blowing. Like you just started this whole line of work two years ago and now you have a podcast you have a school.com you have all their facets the other two that you mentioned as well like it's so crazy did you ever think it was going to go this far no not at all absolutely not at all I mean I only intended on doing the whole you know selling panties thing for a few months because I was in a bit of a predicament you know financial wise and mm-hmm. um so you know I had no intention whatsoever like if anyone would have said to me back then oh by the way you're still going to be doing this in two years and you're going to be teaching other people how to do it and you're going to be doing this that and the other you know I would never well I mean I probably would have believed it because it sounds like <laughs> something crazy that I would do but yeah it was only ever meant to be a short-term 
you know, help for a financial situation. And, and here we are now, two years down the line. So it's crazy. It's really crazy. So nuts. And now you're on the show here. So that's really cool. Um, <laughs> did you want to tell the story about how you got started exactly to the yeah, audience? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's not a very conventional story. I guess everybody has their <laughs> own, you know, everyone has their origin story yes. with regards to sex work. And I never even considered it as sex work when I was doing it like I was so naive I had no experience of anything like I consider myself a really vanilla person and so to move into fetish work is just really insane but essentially what happened was I was looking for a way to make some additional money for a six-month period and I was, you know, considering all kinds of things, I was listening to the Side Hustle Nation podcast because they sort of like cover different ideas, you know, to, to help give you inspiration or motivate you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I even considered like fucking making dog biscuits. I really was just like prepared to do anything, anything. that seemed possible. Right. And on one of their blog posts, it was like 100 ideas on how to make money online. Um, I was scrolling through it and I was sort of like writing down notes of things that I would be, you know, willing to consider. Mm-hmm. And I came across Panty Deal, which is the biggest panty selling platform in the world. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Well, you know, I've watched Orange is the New Black. Like, yes. You guys Love that show. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, that sounds like fun. Like, I could do that. That's exactly the kind of zany, weird thing that I would do. You know? <laughs> I like that um and that was it I literally signed up the next day um it was a $19 premium subscription which I didn't have that kind of money to just throw around but I thought well you know fuck it um so I did it and that was it you know I threw myself into this strange new world I didn't know anything about panty sniffing panty wearing you know the panty (laughs) Anything that I was seeing on Panty Deal, I was like, what the hell is that? Like, I have no <laughs> idea. What are these women doing? What are they selling? That's insane. Wow. Um, so, you know, in some ways that probably worked out well for me because I wasn't going in with any preconceived ideas yep. or expectations. And so it was just like a blank, a blank slate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and, and the rest is history. That That was kind of it. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a story. And now it's like led you here. And oh my gosh, let's go back to that time when you first started. Like what kind of things did you see? Like were you scared at all when you got into Panty Deal and they were like, what is this? (laughs) I don't know if I was scared as much. I mean, I probably should have been scared because like I said, I went in with no clue as to what I was doing. So I made some pretty bona fide fuck up mistakes, which we can talk about later on. But I was more overwhelmed really and more like, oh my God, what have I let myself in for? Because this sure doesn't look as easy as I kind of thought it might be. Um, You know, and then I saw things like, obviously I saw a lot of um, explicit content. Like I didn't know that Panty Deal would be selling videos and it was and pictures and, Mm -hmm. you know, like Shark Week items and stuff like that. So (laughs) it was was an education, 
Um, but I was determined because I was so wanting to make back that $19. Like, that's how ridiculous it was. I was like, I just need to make that money back. And then, you know, that's fine. Like I can call this just a silly mistake. Um, but you know, it didn't take long to kind of figure things out. Um, but mm-hmm. you do sort of feel like the new girl at school when you first yeah. join a platform like that. You're going to feel out of place and awkward and, you know, nobody knows me and I bet they all know each other and, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. It's perfectly <laughs> natural to feel that way. For sure. Um, yeah. And there's so many platforms out there. Like, did you want to speak a little bit about the platforms that you yeah. started on, the platforms that you're on now? sure sure so I started on panty deal and it probably you know it was maybe like a couple of months I think before I started looking at other platforms Mm -hmm. um you know again which is a fairly common thing that happens people join a platform and then they get this idea that it makes sense to join every platform or like multiple platforms and that's not necessarily the case because actually what you can end up doing is spreading yourself too thin Mm -hmm. across all these platforms yes um but I made it my mission um this was like a few months later to join every platform because I wanted to be able to teach other people or like you know give my advice about what platforms were worth it and what platforms weren't so I actually ended up joining like multiple platforms probably around the six month mark in my own journey Mm -hmm. and it was good because it it meant that I was able to say you know like here are the pros and cons of this platform and you know help other sellers with regards to whether they should invest in that platform or not so I became a kind of like a voice in the community for knowing what each platform had to offer right um you know and and helping others but that is the question that I get asked the most well one of the questions that I get asked the most is what platform should I join right and normally my advice is um panty deal which is the biggest it is the busiest but that doesn't necessarily mean oh it's the greatest because what you'll find is that each platform has you know its own it's like they're alive it's weird it's like they have their own (laughs) culture they have their own community vibe they have their pros and their cons yeah um panty deal is the biggest all Things Worn is another big one. Scented Pansy is another long-established platform. And mm. then there are, you know, a huge amount of smaller platforms and there are new ones coming out all the time. Right. So I just, you know, I, I interview platforms on my blog okay. and I ask them the same questions to give them the same, like, opportunity to, you know, say to the community what they're all about and stuff like that. Um, and you know there's new ones coming out and unfortunately like sometimes they just don't last like they just kind of it, it feels as if someone goes oh it's a great idea let's open a platform and then you know they realize that actually it's a lot of hard work and getting buyers and sellers to come and hang out there is difficult and then they just mm-hmm. kind of like disappear into you know <laughs> another realm so you know yeah there's a lot out there there's new ones coming out all the time you have to find the one that works for you but if you're brand new then I suggest one of the bigger ones is the best place to start great okay cool we'll definitely keep that in mind (laughs) also like wanted to speak about the content and making great content because there's you know maybe a common misconception like say in terms of like Same with like OnlyFans, you know, people are just like, oh, you just sell nudes and you'll just get money. 
And then yeah. I think with this with panty selling, people are just like, oh, you just like you know you wear your underwear all day, and then you just like send it to someone. No, yeah. like there's a lot more that goes into that. And as you said, like there are other things on the website, like videos and stuff like that, like, that people can purchase. Did you want to yeah. speak a little bit on content? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, that is that is a very important first point to make is that these platforms are not like eBay or Amazon, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you're just posting something and then people are all like sitting there ready to buy. They're more <laughs> akin to a social media platform, right? You hang out there, you spend time there, you become known there, you engage there. um, And then that's how you're building the know, like, and trust factor. So it's an important, you know, differentiation to make that this isn't eBay, this is like Facebook, right? This is what this is all about. And therefore, it takes a lot of time and effort and energy to do all the things associated with, you know, essentially building a business, which is what you're doing here. You're building a brand, right? You are the brand because these guys aren't buying panties because they want a pair of panties. They're buying your panties because they want your panties, right? And that is, you know, that's the biggest misconception, I think, of people that come into this and think, oh, it's great. I'll just like list some socks and panties and then they'll disappear. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is like when people join platforms, like I've already alluded to, you find out that there's a hell of a lot more than just panties being sold on these platforms. So of course, it's everything that you can wear, like everything, yeah, not just underwear, t-shirts and jeans and of course, all of the foot fetish items like socks and shoes and pantyhose and stockings and things like that. Yes. And then there's the digital content. So all of your picture sets, all of your videos, pre-made and custom requests. Mm-hmm. And then there would be like live sessions for sexting or for doing cam, you know, and then there's all the extraneous, weird and wonderful, like, you know, hair or toenail <laughs> clippings or, or spit. You know, <laughs> exactly so really the world is your oyster there and you know it can be a little bit like oh my god like I didn't realize I could sell this as well and people go a little bit crazy and like list (laughs) everything (laughs) which isn't necessarily a bad thing but another mistake that people make is they come on and then they just like want to sell everything all at once and it's like you know and I was guilty of that as well it's like put an advert out for this and this and this and this and this and you know the most important thing really is to build it long and slow I think again a lot of people think oh I'll come in and I'll get rich quick and it'll be easy and stuff like that like building a brand takes time Mm -hmm. and you know it doesn't hurt to be a little bit more structured and organized in your approach and what my experience has been is that the ones that you know make it and when I say make it I mean last more than fucking three months in this industry Mm -hmm. are the ones that don't rush don't try to like throw everything at the wall and see what sticks but just have a more consistent long-term view about the whole thing and then you know like I said build it long and slow and 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 they do better and this has a huge dropout rate massive because people come in with the wrong expectations or they don't realize how much work it takes or you know they're just not prepared to put in the time and the effort into it um, so yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy industry. Yeah, and it's uh, you brought up so many great points there too. Like one, it's 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 a community, you know. Yeah. As you mentioned, and you're building relationships with 
the, with um, the buyers. And it's not yeah. just like, as you said, Amazon and you just, people are, you're going to list items and people are just going to buy it. Like you want to yeah. build that relationship with the community there. People can get to know you. And then as you said, they're buying your panties, something yeah. personal, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. And the same goes for OnlyFans as well. It's like mm-hmm. a random guy might find you attractive, but he's going to want to pay to follow you when he gets to have a better idea of who you are and what you're all about. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he's not just paying some random person. It's because he wants to follow you and see yeah. your content, whatever that is. So, exactly. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's just like a lot of, you know, f- there's free porn everywhere, you know, yeah. like... But again, you're they're wanting to buy something that's yours, something yeah. that's connected to you, connected to your personality. It's a huge point. I feel like sometimes a lot of people that I talk to, they're they're missing that element. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it's so important and sometimes often missed. And then as you said, people just drop out and give up and you know, yeah. like, I tried it and you know, it sucks, it didn't work for me. I'm like, Well, yeah. your strategy is kind of like not the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'll, I'll put my hands up as well and say that in the beginning, like I said, when you're the new girl at school, you kind of feel like you have to fit in and you're like, well, how's everyone else doing it? I'll just do it like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I did for the, you know, the first short period of time that I was on Panty Deal. And then, like, I still remember the morning that I was just in my kitchen and I just had this kind of like, fuck this shit moment. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to post on the, like, on the main wall, like, you know, whatever Facebook used to have a main wall, mm-hmm. um, just, like, whatever I feel like, like, just, you know, something silly or stupid or funny or whatever it is, right, because that's the kind of person I am, and I just, like, it was so liberating to go, do you know what, I'm just going to be me, and I'm going to stand out for the the very fact that I'm not trying to be every other person on this platform and so that was like a key moment in my selling if you like where all of a sudden it also became fun right because it was like okay I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not anymore I can just be me and I can have fun and I can like start to enjoy this for a change do you know what I mean yeah um so yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand if people are really in a, a, a difficult financial situation that the pressure to make sales is huge and that can sort of, you know, unfortunately drive sales away because you become this sort of like, whether it's like a, a desperation or, a, you know, a falsehood about you because you're just like, you're more focused on you and you needing to make sales mm-hmm. than you know, having fun, enjoying yourself and also being there for your customer, which is like paramount. So yeah, yeah, it's quite common. Yeah, for sure. And I remember like something that you said on your show as well on your podcast, you you mentioned like, you have to be like a customer service champion to be in this kind of business. You know, like you have to um, practice that great customer service and you have to be like responsive and polite for the most part (laughs) unless they're disrespectful yeah I mean all that stuff you don't yeah you don't have to be but it makes sense from a business perspective like you know (laughs) and and that's why I keep trying to remind people I'm like right okay just think if you were any other business online or on the high street whatever like your customer is your number one priority 
Why? Because they're the goose that lays the golden egg. Like if you provide this amazing experience for them, they're going to pay more money for you, right? That's just the way it is. But at the same time, like I get it. If there are, you know, rude or abusive um, individuals that you've had to experience in this work, it can make it difficult. Like one of the major challenges I feel in sex work is not to become a really cynical fucking man hater, quite frankly. Like yeah. there was things <laughs> came up this morning that I shared on my stories. Like one was a kind of like, you know, apparently he's a, he's a decent enough guy, but it was a very manipulative um, request. Mm. And then the second one was, you know, um, a, a horrific, like, you know, I, I don't even want to talk about it here, but, um, you know, those kinds of things come up and it's very difficult to compartmentalize just the idiots that you'll have to contend with whilst also simultaneously running with the you know customer satisfaction thing so Mm -hmm. of course there are you know amazing customers out there and i've had the privilege of you know touch wood i've had a lot of really great customers but it just really comes down to keeping in mind that your customer isn't just and this is the mistake that i made in the beginning like it it was very transactional it was like oh he bought panties great on to the next one right Mm -hmm. rather than going oh he bought panties and there's potentially quite a few hundred dollars left in you know it sounds very doesn't sound very kind but you know (laughs) there's a few hundred dollars that could come down the pipeline if i maintain a great relationship with this person not from a disingenuous place like not ever pretending to be you know friendly towards someone that i didn't want to be mm-hmm. but just going oh okay like i've already done the hard work with making that guy want to buy from me he's no longer a cold customer he's like a hot customer right <laughs> um, he's going to buy again you know i'm sure of it because i provided this amazing service for him so it's just it's common sense it's logical but also just recognizing that we are operating in a space where there are not nice guys as well. Yes, and we'll we'll definitely get into that part later. <laughs> Lots of not nice people out there. But um, sticking on the on the the content conversation, you know, like what are the buyers looking for? And I know it's just it's it can vary, but generally speaking, oh, what do your buyers look for? What makes a great I guess yeah panty (laughs) Um, yeah well see that's the thing as well like I said in the beginning I didn't fully understand the fetish Mm -hmm. so there are you know buyers that want to purchase the panties because they want to sniff them Mm -hmm. right yes um you know and enjoy them like from that perspective (laughs) Um, uh, so you know and the, the thing like there is no one average cost like every single customer is different like you know a lot of my customers are quite happy with just like a standard one day wear Mm -hmm. but then of course there are customers that want like multiple days wear and then there are customers that want you know added essence on the panties right so like you would refer to them as add-ons okay Mm -hmm. um so that that's the panties right and then you know there are buyers that want to buy panties because they intend on wearing them right mm, yeah so that's, that's like too. that's a separate you know separate beast if you like um, <laughs> so, you know, but the good news is is that you don't have to try and figure that out and you know necessarily market to different customers like of course 
guys that want to buy panties may not be interested in watching your pre-made video of you in the shower, right? That right. might just not appeal to them at all. Mm -hmm. But they might be interested in a video of you wearing panties, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. of course, like, it's interesting to me to go, okay, right, you know, there's lots of different customers. I can't necessarily appeal to every single one with one advert. And maybe I want to do multiple adverts to appeal to the different types of customers that are out there. But what I do know is that if they just are attracted to me, um, that, you know, chances are I can sell them sort of, you know, whatever they're looking for. But the reason they're buying isn't necessarily because they like the pink Victoria's Secrets panties that I have. It could be that, but it's because <laughs> it's me. So, right. You know, just going back again to it's always about you and the more you can sort of share you know the essence of who you are your personality your brand all that kind of stuff and they can connect with it then really content is secondary right or trying right. to second guess all that kind of stuff so yeah like I'm always about like I realize that not every single guy is interested in me right I mean yeah. surprise <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that are really are and really want to to buy from me so that is only them i'm interested in working with and again this is like a real fucking mindset shift for a lot of people is that they come on and again they try to appeal to everyone and when you try to appeal to everyone you end up appealing to no one right mm -hmm. it's like you know who are you fucking talking to yeah. right so for me i always wanted the boomers, right? I wanted Gen X and boomers because that's my age and up, right? Because mm -hmm. I felt like, well, not only have they got more money, quite frankly, <laughs> um, but I can relate to them, right? Yeah. We have a lot in common and I know, you know, so we could hold really good, interesting conversations and make that connection on that way. So, you know, when I was doing my, my marketing or my advertising or whatever, those were the guys I was talking to mm -hmm. and those were the guys that I wanted to talk to. So I don't know, does that answer your question? It's oh, like, yeah. again, it Definitely. always comes back to like, who am I and who am I here to serve? Right. Those yes. are the two things that I feel like top all of the sort of like sales strategies and yeah no 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 it makes a ton of sense too like one you have to know who your your audience to so you can properly yeah. advert advertise to them and then obviously you want to keep your own integrity and your core values close to you as well because that's like also really important and you mentioned that on your podcast as well like you know what are your boundaries yeah it's okay to yeah, have boundaries absolutely. everyone has boundaries and like that's super super important yeah. um to keep in mind so I guess, why don't we talk a little bit about clients? So this is like a big topic in terms of like, well, one, where they come from, um, and then we can kind of go into safety and stuff too. Sure. So sure. I don't know where you want to start. Like, this is a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, um, I just want to talk about this because this is another sort of common mistake that comes my way when sellers decide that they're going to go down this route you know, they may decide to sell on social media mm -hmm. um, or Reddit uh, or or they'll join a platform. Right. And my advice is always, always, always join a platform, right? And I'm not paid by platforms to say that. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, you've got hundreds or thousands even of customers that are there 
and ready to buy. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily on that specific day, but you've all, you know, the platforms are doing the hard work for you, right? They've got the customers through the door. They're there, right? It's like, yeah. why wouldn't you? Um, but don't get me wrong. Like I know sellers who sell on Reddit, they join all of the, you know, the subreddits, subreddits. that they need to join and, and they do well as well. But for me, it's like, I don't know, like I, I always preferred platforms personally just because you know some of them have really great functionality and there's lots of you know cool things that you can do and mm-hmm. and connect with people so you know it depends on your particular vibe but yeah uh, like I said before the buyers that are on these platforms are looking for everything like you know they're looking for all the digital stuff all of the worn stuff and um, you know and everything else in between so yeah, you can be guaranteed that you're going to find your guys there. For sure, yeah. Like, for yours, I mean, I guess if you want to speak a little about your own uh, clients too, I, I believe that you mentioned in your, in your show, like, a lot of them come from the USA. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, that does tend to be where the biggest audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, there are buyers across Europe Um I'm going to say Australia, but Australian guys tend to buy from Australian sellers because, you know, oh. it's our end of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but, you know, saying that as well, though, there are guys that are wanting, you know, exotic panties from across the pond or whatever. So, you mm-hmm. know, you could have UK buyers wanting American sellers and vice versa. Um, but, yeah, I I tended to attract, obviously, older gentlemen mm-hmm. um because that's who i wanted to attract yes and they tend to be i don't know i'm gonna say like 85 percent were american and then oh, wow. the rest european yeah wow Actually, the, like the <laughs> furthest i sent panties to new zealand so that's pretty far that's far yeah um, yeah i'm trying to think where else was like the furthest i did do oh vietnam no was it vietnam or somewhere like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Really like <laughs> far flung places. International global seller. Um and again, I, I found all those guys on Panty Deal. So Amazing. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, like when, when you're shipping contents out, have you had many issues and like in terms of like packaging or getting um intercepted at all? Like can you tell us no. a little bit of logistics I- or yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you, I've I've not had any pair. No, that's a lie. I had one pair go missing. Oh, um, yeah. but that was that was at the beginning of the Corona thing. So oh, you know, okay. Lord knows what was happening with the post at that point. But yeah. other than that, I've not had any pair like just completely not arrive. I've had them like one pair I sent to New York. Oh my god, they took three months to get there. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Insane. Oh. I know. I don't even want to imagine what that <laughs> looks like um, around. But yeah, I the the only trouble that I had was I so I used to live in Spain until a few months ago, mm-hmm. and the woman at the post office because like I mean I know you can depending on what country you're in is can be relatively easy just to package things up, stick the appropriate amount of stamps or postage on it. And then, you know, put it through a post box and not have to deal with anyone. Yeah. But because I never knew, like, how much stuff was going to cost. Because it was going everywhere. 
Yeah. Um, I always went into the post office and one of the women behind the counter, so she couldn't speak English and I couldn't speak Spanish. So it was always <laughs> a plana. Um, but she really disliked me. Like I could just tell she disliked me. And I, and I could tell that she didn't believe that what I said was in the package was in the package. So oh every time God. I went in, it was like either her or this other woman. And I would always just fucking pray that I got the nice woman because, you know, the, the other woman, she just didn't like me at all. Um, yeah, um, I, I not, never had any like major issues. I always made sure that there was, you know, adequate postage to cover it. Um, I would say that it was socks mainly that I was posting unless it was like a big item, you know, but if it's Mm -hmm. soft, then you can say it's any item of clothing because eBay exists, then, you know, it's perfectly reasonable that you would be sending clothes worldwide, you know, if you're selling stuff on eBay. Totally. Um, So, yeah, I did have one problem one time a gentleman had uh, (laughs) had ordered beard oil that he wanted to have um an additional essence inside it Um, okay (laughs) yeah so posting liquids was not permitted so i had to Mm. lie i can't remember what i like i ended up um like hiding it inside of an ornament and then posting the ornament so i had to be really you know creative oh wow yeah um but yeah other than that I've not had any issues. That's so interesting. Like, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, I guess in terms of like packaging the products, because when I've shipped out my socks before, I used to always put them in like a Ziploc bag. Is that what, um, well, in terms of like scent, um, is that what you do as well? I know like some people do vacuum seal and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. some people do vacuum seal. And I kind of like, you know, I'm just going to be honest here and say like sometimes I feel like I'm not a seller because I don't use a vacuum sealer. <laughs> I've just I've never used one. I just can't be bothered with them. No, what I do is I so I wrap really tightly. If it's like a pair of panties, for example, you know, I don't care about aesthetics. I care that it's gonna get there and be very scented because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Yeah. So I wrap it really tightly at the gusset area. Okay. Um and then sort of like fold it really tightly and then I wrap that in saran wrap. Oh, and yeah. then I wrap that in tissue paper and then I put that in a Ziploc bag oh. and then it goes in the envelope. So yeah, that's, um, I sort of like triple wrap it. That's a good idea. <laughs> it doesn't, wow. it doesn't like, like, honestly, I could never get a job in a gift store or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but you know, it arrives and it's, you know, as, as good as it can be. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Cause like, I, I just can't imagine. I mean, like some of the some of the requests I'm sure like that you've may have encountered (laughs) are you ever worried about maybe panties molding or anything like that um they don't go in wet like normally they get dried out before they get posted Mm -hmm. and then you know your gentleman on the other side can um rejuvenate them with like a spray of (laughs) of mist (laughs) like a water mist or something like that can can help bring them back to life i've never posted anything wet it's not a good idea no no especially if it is going to go astray in the post for a few extra days or weeks that's not going to be pleasant no i can't imagine (laughs) I just but you know there are guys that are requesting I mean I I haven't sent 
any myself but um you know panties that have been peed on Mm -hmm. um so yeah I imagine they're pretty fragrant when they arrive yeah Um, definitely yeah I don't know I just thought like do they or do they not (laughs) it's a question (laughs) it's an experiment I'm willing to not do not do Um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) you haven't had any bad reviews in regards to moldy panties so that's good (laughs) thankfully (laughs) no I guess like going back to shipping do you require like a return address though when you're shipping these out or I mean when I used to shut mine out I used to shut mine out ship my socks out I used to write like a fake address yes yes so um again when I was really new Mm -hmm. I had heard like and this was my first pair of panties that I was shipping out and they were going to like the Netherlands or something like that I can't remember Mm -hmm. and then I had heard from other sellers because I, you know, I joined some sellers groups and stuff and they're like, oh, just use the the customer's address as the return address, oh. which I thought, <laughs> right, okay, well, fair enough. Oh, no. So, and that, that is still advice that people are giving out today and really? I don't think it's good advice and here's the reason why. So I'm standing in this post office in Spain and, you know, she, it's a computerized system, which yeah. it isn't exactly the same in the UK like they don't put the return address in the computer anyway Mm. so she's like you know she's putting the the details in and everything and then she's like hang on a minute and she's like turning the the package back and forth over and she's like you've put the same address here like that's that's not right it can't be the same address Mm. obviously it can't be the same (laughs) yeah return address so she was like you know like I'm not stupid like change the address so I was kind of caught on the fly there. I was like, shit, I had to come up with like a, a, a false address under yeah. duress. Um, so, you know, for that reason, like your post office worker, if you are going into the post office, like it might work if you're just sticking it in the, in the letterbox. Um, right. But if you're having to go into the post office, they're not stupid. They'll be like, oh, that's the same fucking address. So yeah, you, you should use a fake address. People for sure. People like, police offices or like mcdonald's restaurants or you know <laughs> hotels and stuff like that. um which isn't ideal if you think about like oh like there's bound to have been panties returned to sender <laughs> yeah it happened a few times and these poor people that are receiving the package but that's another reason <laughs> to make sure it's like really really wrapped up so yeah. that they maybe like give up and just go i'll just put it in the bin <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, I guess like with that conversation, we can, did you want to speak a little about security and safety? Yeah. That's um, a huge, huge thing. I mean, again, like I said in the very beginning, I made some oh so ridiculous mistakes um, in the beginning. I gave out my WhatsApp number to no. a guy. Yeah, has my, my real number. Crap. Uh, I spoke about this yesterday actually on my Instagram and TikTok that I also in the beginning didn't switch off my location settings on my phone when oh. I was taking it. Yeah. Oh, and I no. had a customer, thankfully he's, he's a really nice guy and, you know, we're still in touch. He's still a customer. And he messaged me and I was like, um, I know where you live because your um, latitude and longitude is embedded in your picture. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Um, also I had used images on the platform that were uploaded elsewhere on the internet, like, you know, random places. So again, same customer, thankfully was like, and also (laughs) these images 
uploaded are on these websites and so now i know your real name as well so just all kinds of stupid fucked up mistakes oh i also gosh. for my first customer gave him my real paypal no um, like you know my my normal paypal that i was using at the time because yeah. that's how naive I, I hadn't even set a, a payment system like it hadn't even dawned on me like how i was gonna take payments so when this guy offered to like you know buy pictures off me i was like yeah sure okay well i guess i'll just give you my normal paypal which had my name on it and everything so yeah those are the mistakes that i've made and those are the ones that are really pretty important yeah that you don't as well so yeah you want to have obviously set up your seller name which is your fake name mm-hmm. um you know take brand new pictures for your stuff it should not be like even if you have lovely pictures that you've used on your you know social media somewhere or on another website don't use them because people will reverse google image search and find them and um, mm-hmm. make sure your phone location settings are switched off when you're taking pictures that you're going to use in your business and even further, there are apps, EXIF apps, E-X-I, yeah. that will strip that the information metadata. from your images. Right. Um, yeah. And they uh, obviously set up payment systems that, you know, aren't like the ones that you're using for your normal life under your normal name. Yeah. All those kind of things. Um, you know, and I'm definitely not even an expert, um, but also don't be emailing people like your customers like don't email them you know um like images attached or or accept things that they're sending you with attachments or things like that right um yeah yeah so much there because the last thing you want is like a stalker or or anything like that like have you ever had any scary run-ins with any of your 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 um buyers at all or i mean no no touch wood i haven't but it does keep me up at night sometimes when i'm lying there going i have been so lucky so far Mm -hmm. um i've definitely had super fans right like guys that are like oh my god you know i like nobody's ever said that they love me thank god Um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know super fans that come in and like just buy everything or you know or or or, i don't know like all that kind of stuff i will say that it's dawned on me more and this might sound bizarre that actually from doing the sort of the podcast and the educational side of things Mm -hmm. that I'm opening myself up more to stalkers than I did in when I was actually you know doing the whole panty selling thing like weirdly I feel like I've put myself out more now doing this than I ever did with that um and so it feels more vulnerable and I feel more open to you know stalkery behavior but sometimes even from sellers themselves like other women have you know been a bit weird um so I'm always a little (laughs) bit you know I'm like um it's always a an area that I'm kind of like oh I really hope that doesn't happen because that would be horrific yeah no kidding like I mean and speaking of other horrific situations I remember you mentioned a couple times in the show that like you've encountered pedophiles too on the website that is really scary yeah that's what I started mentioned earlier when I was like oh I don't really want to go into because I don't like to give it the airtime but certainly an, an unfortunate side of this you know getting into this work 
is the realization of just how many of them there are out there. Right. Um, and I, I am a mother of two children. And so, you know, not that there's anyone out there that isn't, you know, obviously triggered by that. But as a mother, it's like it really, really affects you. And, and it's just there's nothing to say about it because it's so heinous. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an unfortunate part of being in this industry is, you know, that you will come face to face with that, even if it isn't you personally, Mm -hmm. if you're in a group with other sellers and, you know, they experience it, then everyone experiences it together. Yeah. It's, it affects everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really scary knowing that information. But I also wanted to bring that up again, just to provide a really candid approach to this conversation because yeah. this stuff does happen. And yes, if, yeah, like absolutely. If- yeah. And, and that's another reason why, you know, the glamorize, glamorization, I guess, of sex work mm-hmm. really galls me because it's like, well, you know, <laughs> You have to to give everybody this other side of things. Yes. Like, sure, there's like the downsides in terms of like burning yourself out or, you know, comparing yourself to other sellers and feeling shit about yourself. And then there's like next level dark fucked up shit because, you know, there are guys with serious mental issues yes. who hate, hate women and will come on these platforms and fuck up your day or your week right with something they say and i thankfully i know we've just talked about stalkers there there was one guy slash still is who did actually um stalk a couple of sellers and you know the police had to get involved and all kinds of stuff so yeah like i'm not gonna sit there and go hey you know become a sex worker become a panty seller and make lots of money and it's so much fun it's Mm -hmm. like no it's all those things but it's also really fucking dark at times so yeah yeah for sure keeping it real keeping it real absolutely that's what we're here for (laughs) i mean on a more positive note um i love how much you talk about the community and your kick groups your discord groups and the community of sellers and how supportive everyone well most people are (laughs) i would say most Uh, yeah yeah. do you want to speak a little Um, about that Yeah, absolutely. So again, very early on, I realized that what I was missing was community. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, there was groups out there, but it wasn't overly obvious, like where they were or how to find them or all that kind of stuff. And so I created one and I called it Sellers Before Fellas. (laughs) We were on kick and and it was great. And, you know, I was sort of like mentioning it on the platform and I got, um, you know, loads of people joining and and that was great. And then I, you know, and and I found other kick groups as well Mm -hmm. and joined them. And I genuinely feel that having that community was what stopped me from quitting so many times because just having other people there that you can bounce ideas off of or ask questions or just, you know, genuinely feel like you're not on your own right because it is quite an isolating experience like sure you can be on a a platform and you can make friends there and you know all things worn and scented pansy are two platforms in particular where there's like a real good community vibe on them um but having something off-site where it's like we're all in this together collaboration over competition and that kind of stuff um, really it's a fun place to hang out and I find myself on there like a lot <laughs> during the day just because you know you you make friends and connections and 
and and get ideas as well so yeah yeah it's so great that you you have that and again like I feel even with your show I feel like you created such a a close and tight-knit community that people just really do support each other and want really genuinely want to help each other out because we all want to make money in the end yeah of course absolutely and (laughs) here's like the funny thing like don't get me wrong I'm sure there are sellers out there who are not like so keen about that whole thing right and actually when I was on um, so I left Panty Deal but when I was on Panty Deal I got into a conversation with a a long-term seller there because Panty Deal has been going for like almost 10 years it's a really long established site yeah and um she had told me she was like oh you know um for a long 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 time sellers didn't help each other out because it was you know really competitive and it's like why would you share things that could basically take buyers away from you and all this kind of stuff but that just never was my vibe for the reasons that I've already shared about like well I'm not going to take a buyer away from you or you're not going to take a buyer away from me if Mm -hmm. like he really digs me and he really likes my stuff and he wants to buy from me it's like how how is there competition there and really what I found is that the opposite tends to be the case it's like when you step into you know not coming from that kind of like scarcity or competitive mindset and when you actually like seek to contribute to your community you actually make more sales like it's a weird thing so you know honestly that's not the reason why I did it but it was just like whenever I came from that space of like of course I want to help other people because I'm in this community and I want it to be a good community and a safe space and all this kind of stuff so yeah it it just became a no-brainer it's like yeah I I want to make things better not worse absolutely yeah no 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 one you want to work smarter not harder (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of community um i guess we'll quickly quickly go into the sex worker rolodex which is another project you've been working on please 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 tell us about that yeah so i mean yeah it, it really was just a kind of which most of my good ideas are sort of throwaway weird ideas that I get in the shower or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I'm full of ideas. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember now what prompted it, but I can tell you that I have used Fiverr, which mm-hmm. is obviously the freelance engine, the job engine, yes. um, for certain things to do with panty selling school, like just like infographics or, you know, basic stuff, like obviously nothing explicit. Mm-hmm. And I have had, you know, freelancers go, no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not doing that because of right. the nature of your site or the nature of the content or things like that. And I'm like, right, okay. Like, you know, obviously, you know, like we talked about in the beginning with the Reddit, sub- <laughs> subreddit that, yes. we, that we met on, there's always this hesitation because it's like, oh, I'm going to be judged or I'm going to be shamed for yeah. what I do or all that kind of stuff. Like, even though you know, I've done a lot of work on that inner judgment. It's still there, right? You yes. can still face that backlash. And so, you know, that's another important reason because the, the truth is like, you do have to wear so many hats in this business, right? You have mm-hmm. to do sales and marketing and take your pictures and, you know, write your listings and do your social media and all that kind of stuff. And not everybody is great at all of those things. And so it makes sense to have a resource where sex workers can find 
the help that they need yes. and it be a safe environment where they're not going to be judged because yes. what I've found is that a lot of the freelancers that have joined the SW Rolodex actually are sex workers as well, right? Yes. Who have to also double up as a video editor or a graphic person or a website person or something like that. So that's been like a really fun thing that's sort of like transpired. I didn't expect that to happen, but it has. So um, cool. <laughs> and so every freelancer that joins has to be personally vetted by me because I'm not about to open up a space where like every Tom, Dick and Harry that just wants to connect <laughs> with sex workers and see their videos and stuff yeah. like goes, oh, I'm a freelancer, right? So right. it's like they have to demonstrate their area of expertise or whatever. Um, For sure. And so that was like, a, you know, that was a deal breaker basically from the beginning if I couldn't do that then it wasn't going to go ahead yeah and so yeah I mean it's really early days I think there's like I don't know less than 20 freelancers set up I have to get the word out because unfortunately as a sex worker business I can't run a fucking advert on Facebook or Instagram or you know Twitter or anything like that to spread the word about my business it has to rely on word of mouth yeah to get around it's been hard you know it is what it is, but that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm hoping that this podcast will hopefully help get the word out as well. I also need to join because I offer a number of services too, so okay. <laughs> I have yet <Fantastic>. to join. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I should mention that there is a referral program as well because I'm like, well, if I incentivize sex workers to you know, bring people to the site, then you know, everyone wins. Oh, so yeah, idea. there's a referral program. It's like... Yeah, I'm not going to go through it, but you can check that out on the site. I'll definitely check it out. And everyone listening better check it out too. (laughs) (laughs) It's so important to have safe spaces and not to be judged and uh, for what you do. And, you know, just to get the work done, especially if you are not specialized in certain aspects of the business. Like, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah, also not too much. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, there are a lot of questions that came in, so I definitely want to leave some time aside. Even though I I can literally keep asking you a lot more questions. That's cute. But let's just go into what the audience is curious about. So I'm again, I'm sure you've heard of this question. We kind of briefly went over it, but what are the best sites to sell on? So platforms. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I will just, and I'm, I'm not sponsored by these sites at all. So I just <laughs> want to make that clear. Panty Deal is the biggest and the busiest. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it comes with its own challenges, you know, because you can imagine a busy, big marketplace also attracts a lot of um, scammers, things like that. So right. it's not ideal, but it is it's a good training ground and it's busy. You will make sales there. Um, same for all things worn and scented pansy as well so those are the top three that i recommend if you're a new seller there there really is not much point signing up to a small smaller site or a Mm -hmm. less busy site i think you will learn a lot and quickly on a site where there's a lot of people interacting so yeah that's going to be my advice awesome how to price different objects yeah so i actually have um, which i got done on fiverr so eventually i did find a graphic designer who was willing to do this for me but i I've made an infographic <laughs> uh-huh. i'm lord knows what she thought when she got that <laughs> <laughs> because 
because I mean it's like all these different graphics for weird and wonderful items. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that that's on my on my website pantyselling.school.com. There is a free pricing guide there. But generally, most panties start at twenty five dollars and up. Right. The biggest mistake that people make is they come onto a site the price and then they go oh i'm not making sales i know what i'll do i'll drop my prices and then i'll make loads of sales doesn't ah, happen no not happen. please don't do that um so yeah um panties starting at 25 and then like each additional day would have an additional price tag attached to it mm-hmm. um socks and pantyhose again you know 20 to 25 starting i mean really like if you get requests for random pieces of clothing is generally the cost of replacing the item plus wearing it plus postage and then you know pictures and videos kind of depends on either the content or the length of them but they're usually priced per minute it's -hmm. difficult because i don't like to like people are like oh um you know you can't prescribe i can't like tell everyone what to charge i'm certainly not out to make everyone well i do think people should up their charges uh, up their prices because they do tend to charge too little um but yeah i'd probably do you know what i'll do is i'll send you the pricing guide and then you can just link to it oh yeah in the show notes yeah for sure we can definitely do that yeah and like it really just depends on like what you're comfortable with and also like what how you value yourself and your time yeah yeah and also i will say that um you know some of the feedback that i've had from sellers is that if they are selling off platform, like if they sell on Reddit or if they sell on Facebook Marketplace, which is Oh my gosh. Really? Um, uh Uh-huh. Or, you know, if they were selling on like, I don't know, uh, like a cam site or on their OnlyFans or something like that, that they can actually get even more um, than they might on a platform. So yeah, like different mediums seem to have varying prices. Right. So yeah. different pricing structures and yeah good thing for bringing that up and also facebook marketplace who knew yeah yeah i know insane i did actually try and um, set myself up on facebook (laughs) a brand new obviously a brand new facebook account yeah exactly oh my god like you'd think i was trying to get a job in the cia or something it's like (laughs) mark zuckerberg is not having any of it like they're on set up a fake name it's kind of like and then the the biggest turn off for me was that it started suggesting my real friends to me and oh, I was fuck. like no fuck this shit right <laughs> no, I, like you, you cannot trust social media no. like one of my friends found me on when I had a, a seller page on Instagram oh he found <laughs> yeah um and oh. that was through fucking Instagram suggestions right so yeah, I'm like, I, I have such bad <laughs> feelings about all of this social media stuff. I really, like, I came off Facebook completely when I started doing this because I was just like, I don't want anyone finding me. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I did have a bit of a chuckle when that episode came out and you're like, oh, my like close friend was like, oh, and like, how's your panty selling business going? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if he had done it over text, it might not have been as difficult, but it was face to face in a coffee shop where like, I never knew it was coming. And I was just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, you know, that thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my it was God. Horrific. I was mortified. 
I was. I seriously was mortified. Oh my god. Um, oh, do you offer one-on-one paid coaching? Yes, I do. It's called Seller SOS, and I have that on my website. But I also do like a, a second thing, which is like if you have set yourself up as a seller on a profile. I will do a profile review, like review everything on your platform, like all of your pages and stuff like that. So that's a separate thing. That's called a one night stand. But yeah, Seller SOS is like a one-to-one call with me over Zoom. Awesome. Love those names, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What type of panties sell best, thong, granny style, and what is the market like? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, Really, everything sells, everything. I will say, like, I've only ever had one request for granny-style panties. That was from an older gentleman. Like, I, I don't think young guys are super into, into that, that kind of stuff. Right. Him, but, you know, over the years, uh, I'd say probably thongs have been very slightly more popular, mm. but like not noticeably so like so a panties have like three zones if you like right okay so zone one is like pee um zone two oh. is you know excretions and zone right. three would be like a bum smell right right and um, so the guys that kind of like a little bit of ass smell would be more inclined to ask for a thong, thong right and- yeah, but you know, not everybody is into that. So yeah, like I'm gonna say, between thongs and full back panties, there isn't a lot in it. So yeah, you don't like. I would have a mix of both of those things, both okay. of those styles. And um, you know, if you only had thongs, I would definitely buy some full back panties just to have them on standby because there are some guys that are like, no, I want, I want the full backs. Yeah. Yeah. As for the market. The market is like really fucked up. It would be so interesting to see it from like a stock market perspective, like to see mm. the, the ups <laughs> and the downs and like how much, you know, panties are worth at this point in time. Yeah. Um, what can happen is that there can be surges. So especially since the advent of TikTok, you know, if a TikTok goes viral and gets like you know fucking however many like million views or more mm-hmm. and it's you know sort of like somebody that's kind of going hey I do this and it's great and I make money and enough people see it and especially if there's like platforms being talked about and stuff what can happen is like there's a surge of sellers come in and this right. has happened twice recently in the last sort of like six or seven months oh um, yeah, and it can fuck things up big time. Like the first was an Instagram influencer oh. who was like, "Hey, look at this. This is fucked up, right?" And then like, oh, I don't know, a thousand oh, no. people joined the club in a couple of days. So thankfully, those kinds of events aren't all too common, but they can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said in the beginning of the podcast the dropout rate is so high that it's not like, you know, um, super inundated, but platforms do have to be constantly getting buyers in because getting sellers to platforms really isn't a problem. Yeah. And you have to make sure that the customers are there to buy. Um, But what I would say is like, as long as you're going in with a realistic expectation that you're not about to make like thousands of dollars in the first month or every month or anything like that, that you won't get too, you know, um, 
you won't get too upset about the fact that there are maybe like other sellers they're doing it as well. Right. Awesome. Great, great question. Thank you so much, whoever sent that in. <laughs> um, I guess we already kind of went over in terms of what is the best website platform. But actually, I have a question for you in terms of platforms. Do the platforms offer any analytics at all? Yes. Yes, they do. Um, I'd say probably... Uh, I was going to say that All Things Worn was probably the best at it, but to be honest, they'll all give you a little bit of something. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, um, like next level Google Analytics or anything like that, but generally, you know, you'll get to see how many people have visited your profile. You'll get to see how many people have looked at a particular advert. So that's really mm. useful as well because right. you can see like what your most popular advert is and then either replicate that or, you know, or ones that are. When I say performing badly, it's not necessarily that they're performing badly. It could be for an item that just isn't that popular or right. isn't that popular at that particular time. So, yeah, they will. And then um, All Things Worn and Scented Pansy have an order system that you go through. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, actually, I would say All Things Worn is probably slightly better because it will give you analytics in terms of like how much you've made mm. um, and all that kind of stuff associated to their order system. I see. Um, so yeah, yeah, they do. Very cool. Okay, back to listener questions. <laughs> That's just from me. <laughs> uh, what do you think motivates the purchasers to buy used panties? They're horny. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, um, I mean, sense. don't get me wrong. Like, my, I've obviously my husband knows what I do, and like, whenever you know I've talked to him about it, he's like, he's crinkling his nose up, and he's like, nope, nope, I'm sorry, it doesn't <laughs> appeal to me. Like, I don't want to sniff your panties. I don't want to sniff anyone's panties. Right? He's just <laughs> not into it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's very base. It's like primordial kind of like scent thing right like this is what we've done for millennia like men have sniffed us out or whatever Um, (laughs) so yeah it's very much like they get turned on by smelling and it elevates their you know alone time shall we say with themselves like it takes it to the next level so yeah and then of course that's very different for guys that are wanting to buy pictures and videos Um, again it's the same thing they're turned on they're horny and they're attracted to you and the fact that they can actually message you mm-hmm. and speak to you and then buy from you is like it's like this intimate connection if you like right yeah very very interesting for sure um is there anything guys can sell yes oh um, so, yeah interesting. yeah so I've actually got a training called seller fella <laughs> again um, <laughs> Yeah, so here's here's the, the thing that we have to be very clear on because I've seen this a number of times is guys come onto platforms and go, I know I'm going to sell my dirty underwear to women, right? Oh, no. No, 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 no. There is no woman out there wants to buy your dirty underwear, but there are men who want to buy it. So what happens is sellers, <clears throat> female sellers, will be approached um and i've I've had this myself by a guy saying um can i have like a used condom right or male items as well and then what happened was all things worn actually branched to create a a sister site or brother site if you want um, called 
male things worn. So that is a site where men can sell their socks, their underwear, you know, use condoms, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're selling it to men. They're right. not selling it to women. Okay, so that's an important distinction that has to be made. Because honestly, these guys are so fucking clueless. Like, read the room. Yeah. We're here to sell. <laughs> We're not here to buy your stuff. Like, not no. a chance in hell. There's no market for that. (laughs) That's really cool. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. Okay. I learned something today. (laughs) Oh, I like this question. What is your most memorable custom sale request? Uh, Like uh, like anything at all? Anything. Yeah, yeah. Up to you how you want to answer it. I'm just trying to remember. I mean, this was one I got, but I didn't end up doing it. Okay. Um, but this was for a video. A guy wanted me to brush my teeth um, ferociously and then let the, you know, like the foam from my mouth go down to my armpit and then rub it in to my armpit. Oh. Um, yeah. So that was <laughs> Interesting. random. <laughs> really I'm trying to think like of the weirdest thing that I did I yeah no um probably <laughs> food, food crushing was oh, yeah. probably as weird as it got for me like most of my requests I guess maybe because well I don't know I was gonna say because they're coming from older men they tend to be more like you know normal but that's not true that's not true <laughs> no most of my, my custom requests have just fallen within the sort of like normal parameters. I've not been asked to do anything too weird, but mm-hmm. I will recommend just a little shout out whilst I'm here. Um, the Deadly Sins podcast is run by yes. two sex workers and they did an episode on like weirdest requests they've yes. ever had. And actually, I'm not going to spoil it. You have to listen to it, but it involves a leprechaun and it's just the fucking weirdest <laughs> thing ever <laughs> But what? I just, yeah, I'm actually quite disappointed now. Like, I haven't had that many crazy weird requests. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to add that to my my playlist then. <laughs> <laughs> Excited. Is it ever worth doing a bit of flirty messaging first or all the serious buyers straight to the money? This is such a great question, mm-hmm. and this comes up a lot. I did something on this recently. I can't remember what it was. It might have been a blog post, but... I only ever sexted, like, you know, sexy talked once with one customer. And this, again, very early on in the beginning. Um, and, you know, it, it was like, like, clearly he had had his fun. And then that was it. Like, he just never responded. And I was like, shit, yeah. I feel kind of used and a bit stupid. And I never, ever, ever did it again. Like, I never have sexted with potential customers I've always just had conversations with them. And, you know, I'll be honest and say, like, none of my customers, even after they purchased, like, ever tried to turn a conversation sexual. It just never happened. So, um, Mm. but that's, you know, it's worth noting that I don't offer sexting as a service. Mm -hmm. If that's something that you offered, then yeah, it would maybe kind of make sense to warm a guy up so that he's like, yeah, okay, I want to continue this so that I can, you know, release. Um, so, you know, it, because I only was selling worn items and then like pre-made videos and pictures and stuff like that, like sexting just never really came into it. Right. Um, don't recommend it as a strategy yeah. if you want 
to do it or if you want to test it out and see then fair enough but for me it's like mm, I, I I think you're running the risk of running into more men who will just use that and then you'll never hear from them again yeah. and then you end up feeling like they've got something for nothing I completely agree with that like for me I would definitely not use that as a strategy because there's just guys that are wanting to talk to you all sexy and wanting to just get off of that and uh, it's such a huge time waster thing and I just am not into it and I would rather charge for that and like letting them know that hey this is what I charge for this per minute take it or leave it yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, and again it comes back to like you know for me who's my ideal client Mm -hmm. my ideal client is a guy that will not you know overstep boundaries in that respect or expect that from me you know without paying for it for sure so again it's like taking the power back and going that's that's not my ideal customer yeah I agree and like there's a difference between like you know providing that that good customer service and being played but then once it for me like that's a boundary that's crossed like I usually have some clients that will ask like, oh, may I ask you a question? And then they say, okay, well, that's not, that's, that's crossing the line now. Yeah, and then yeah, now you have to yeah. pay me for this. So, cause yeah. there's a lot of guys out there that are, that are just wanting to like, as I said, just get off of talking yeah. to you and yeah. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Nobody has time for that. Nobody know. has time. exactly. <laughs> and I guess the last question here is how safe is panty selling? Um, well, I guess that depends on from what perspective mm-hmm. you're talking about. Like we have already covered the sort of like the main things you have to do with to regards protect to protecting your identity, right. which is the main thing, right? I mean, none of us are out there using our real names and wanting people to know who we really are and then finding us on social media or anything like that. So yeah, it's that should be your priority, but I can't think of you know anything else other than, you know, potentially sending an item to someone who's married and their wife doesn't appreciate what you've done and then you, like, get the aftermath of that in some respect. But, no, protecting your identity and your location um, is paramount, really. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So much great information here. And you've gone to just the depths of everything. I mean, whilst the time frame that we have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very limited time frame but before yeah. I let you go where can we find you sure well yeah I mean that's the thing I could literally talk about this all day and that's why I'm like <laughs> no one is more surprised than me that I'm on episode I don't know 88 of my yeah. podcast how am I still talking about this um but yeah <laughs> pantasellingschool.com is you know my main website there is obviously my pricing guide which I'll send to you there yes. I have free training there I have, you know, like 300 blog posts. So there's so much information there. Mm-hmm. I do recommend obviously listening to my podcast. Yes. Um, anyone that's really serious about considering this should, you know, request to join my group, which is Sellers Before Fellas. We're on Discord. There's like 370 of us in there. So it's quite a busy group. Awesome. Um, And yeah, and then obviously, if you are a sex worker, and you feel like either you would be able to contribute to freelancing on the SW Rolodex, or accessing freelancers, then please join like it's free to join, you don't have to pay anything and just come check it out. Because yeah, that's my new baby. And I want to promote it. 
That's excellent. Um, Dama, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was so much fun just chatting and just really learning so much about this aspect of sex work that I really just am super clueless about. So thank you. You're welcome. No, thank you for having me on. I'm so glad we can connect and hopefully this episode can provide some insight and also just educate people on... um, panty selling and if you want to get into it then there are tons of resources out there and I guess if you need you can also join Dama's discord group so (laughs) or just yeah message me on um, Instagram tends to be where I hang out the most and that's at the panty selling podcast and I answer every single question that comes my way um so yeah if there is anything that you know we didn't cover today you're more than welcome to contact me and ask me Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it's Strip by Sia on Instagram, online, everywhere. And Sia Steph is my personal Instagram. So at me if you liked the episode, if you didn't like it. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Give me five stars on Apple. That'd be great. And there'll be another new episode next Sunday. Thank you, Delma. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. listening to strip by sia hosted produced and edited by steph sia artwork by maria bellandorama music by ted d and photography by ian davern